Hello and welcome to episode 137 of the Perth to Paisley podcast, a podcast dedicated to Heart of Midlothian Football Club. The feel-good factor down Gorgie Way appears to have evaporated. I am one of your hosts, Adam Kennedy, looking to lift your spirits, as is Daniel McIver. What's happening, McIver? All right. How are we, how are we doing after uh. the past week? <laughs> Dyer, how are you? <laughs> I'm I'm doing great. Uh, for people who follow me on Twitter, they'll know I didn't give a shit about the weekend's game as I was in London for All In and having the, one of the best days of my life, as Hearts had one of the worst results of my life. But actually, it's quite normal that we lose up there. So I'm not... I'm going to apologise right now. All I've seen... I've not seen the team that we lined up with and I've seen the goal that we conceded Thursday night I'll be I'll be able to be really insightful and give loads of thoughts for the Dundee game there's a first it's, exactly it's a very rare occurrence but I feel like I can rise up to it uh, for the Sunday game I'm going to be absolutely useless so we're going to rely on you and your expert in the sh- so it's a first for both of us basically <laughs> oh we you? oh we are in grave grave <laughs> trouble um, yeah I, oh, just that that weekend watch was a really tough one Uh but our midweek match was actually quite entertaining, albeit it, was. it eventually ended as it always does in, in heartbreak. It was infuriating as, as well as, 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 as only hearts could do. So yeah, yeah. Let's get into that first. Um, I I kind of want to touch on Scottish clubs in Europe because obviously we might not be in Europe for much longer. So yeah. I, I I wanted to get your kind of thoughts on the the first leg results elsewhere. Obviously, there's four Scottish clubs all competing in playoffs. Rangers in the Champions League playoff, they drew two each with Dutch Giants PSV Eindhoven at Ibrox in their first leg. Uh, then the Wednesday night was great entertainment and the Europa Conference League as Hibernian were swept aside by Aston Villa at 5-0 at Easter Road. And then the Thursday night obviously saw our game with Pauk and Aberdeen recover from two goals down uh, to hold reigning Swedish champions BK Hacken uh, in Gothenburg. So they've got it all to play for at Pataudry. Aberdeen are pretty much the only ones that I deem favourites to go through, really. Rangers is going to be a tough task. Hebs <laughs> are obviously out. We could, but we would take a miracle. Aberdeen are the only ones that could, really. And then Europa League. I I kind of see this as a win-win. Obviously, it keeps the coefficient alive, but they're going to have a tougher calibre of opponent. They're almost certainly going to finish bottom of their group, but even if they don't, if they finish third, then they could drop into the conference. So we're prolonging them being involved on a continental front, and hopefully we can take advantage domestically. What's what's your thoughts? I'll tell you right now, we're not going to take advantage of anything on the current form. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, given we've got such a, a strong track record of doing so, maybe, yeah. I agree with you. I think Aberdeen will be the only team to go through from Scotland because they drew two all. And I saw the weekend Hacken got battered domestically, I think it was. I think they lost like oh, right. 4-0 or something like that. Oh, so doing your research. Bit, uh, bit, exactly. Big on your Swedish football, isn't it? Ever yeah, since, I just love it. Ever since Pushing Sifuentes for the heart. That's job. it, I've kept <laughs> my eye on it. I'm on board. Uh, yeah, I'll be very, very surprised if at Pataudry they, they don't win. I know domestically they look minging, but oh, terrible. I, think they'll, I think they'll get it done. Rangers, it was weird. I only managed to see the highlights of the Rangers game. I didn't manage to watch it fully, but it very much felt like 
Rangers would do well for ages, get a goal, and then immediately just concede. And it was like, all right, okay, we're back to square one again. And then I just can't see them going across there and get. I mean, if they do, fair play to them, but I just think they look quite frail. Did it last year, but it's a much better PSV. Yeah, isn't it? and it's I, a much better. And even PSV. even the goals, like you say, they take the lead with Matondo. Mm-hmm. What's then, happened to him, by the way? I Why is he know, now I, good? I don't know. And then Luke De Jong, just like yeah. even. I mean, I, I sort of said it, I alluded to it in the Rosenborg tie. Like, see, when things are going for you, it's great. But the minute that, like, it comes off the young shoulder. Yeah. And Suter just gets out jumped really easily. At least I think it was John Suter. So, yeah. That's probably. quite pleasing, if, if nothing else. But Exactly. Um, <laughs> then, hips, yeah, would you like a hips? Listen. <laughs> yeah, I saw, I think it was a Celtic fan on Twitter, said something along the lines of, it was really funny to watch the Hibs support get right up and cheer as soon as they were pressing, pushing, and they managed to tackle the ball against Aston Villa. And then Aston Villa jogged and got the ball back, and then we're just like, right, okay, yeah. I mean, it felt like two different... Just like, it felt like aliens apart. playing yeah. against normal people. Like, it was unbelievable. Digne just was doing whatever he wanted on that. <laughs> what, what about John Collins' comments saying that Digne was a player for Martin Boyle to get at? What is he? Only only 50 caps for France. Yeah. Only, yeah. you know, moves at PSG, Barcelona, play for some of the biggest clubs in the world. But I'm sure a bloke from Dundee or Aberdeen or wherever the hell he's from can get the better of him. Just, Honestly. Crazy. You can see why um, he's not worked in football since yes. Ronnie Dyla got the boot. Jesus. Exactly. Like, I mean, we obviously will be releasing this on the day that Hibs play in Birmingham. And at least they get a day out. Oh, it'd be, be a great laugh. It is in Birmingham, though. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be heading right back up the road straight after the game's yeah. done. Yeah, not Don't good care at all. What time we get back at. And then that's us out. I'm telling you now, we're no winning over there. What is it? They've not, they've not lost a home game in 14 months, and they've not lost a home game by more than one goal in 19 months. Wow! Like I, I didn't even know that. I genuinely yeah. didn't even know that. that. That would have been decent for the quiz, but well, it wouldn't because you've just told me that. Because I can it. It would be yeah. decent for the quiz. <laughs> no, it would. But yeah, but you know like, what I mean. That's just, that's a ridiculous record. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I know they've been like... Because I saw against opposition away from home, they're not amazing. They either draw or tend to get beat. And their stadium. Or only win by, a norm, I mean that, by one goal. That, that ground, though, is That made. intimidating atmosphere. I, mean, I yeah. think they've, they've, they dub it the black hell with all the pyro yeah. and just the, the craziness going on. So, yeah, good luck. Good luck to any Hearts fans. Don't worry, though. There. We've got Alan Forrest walking <laughs> into that. It'll be fine. <laughs> Oh dear, what a laugh. Certainly uh, giving ourselves a mountain to climb and that was the case yeah. after the first leg. <sighs> oh. Started off class. Uh, oh, I did, but uh, it goes to pot. Let's just get into it. Frankie McAvoy. <laughs> Thank f- fuck we can end all this, <laughs> oh, by the way. Can, That's can, a yeah, can I just say, this. yeah, this pish patter can finally be put to bed. It'd be brilliant if Hearts have a tweet lined up for the minute that we get beat, that Frankie McAvoy is quote-unquote sacked and Stephen Aismith is our new manager. I really hope the admins got that lined up because I'm sick of hearing it from opposition fans. I don't think we're going to acknowledge it, by the way. I just think Naismith will just start doing everything. He'll just start doing press conferences no, and think, all that. No, I think we will. Just to, just to have folk, folk shut up. I genuinely don't think we'll no? say anything. 
No. No. I, I think it'll just be, oh yeah, we've just got the technical director now doing all the press conferences. Because <laughs> I don't think McAvoy will get sacked or anything. I just think it'll be like, oh yeah, he's still part of the coaching team. It's no, not just including these men. A, demo- a demotion and promotion? Can you have that? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that. sure. I don't know. Um, the management team. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Named four changes from the team that defeated Partick Thistle at Tynecastle the weekend prior in the League Cup. Uh, Stephen Kingsley, Nathaniel Atkinson, Cammy Devlin and Liam Boyce replaced Odell Fire, Toby Civic, Callum Neuenhoff and Alex Lowry, which meant, up, which meant that Hearts lined up as follows. Xander Clark in goal, a back four of Nathaniel Atkinson, Frankie Kent, Kai Rolls and Stephen Kingsley from right to left. Kenny Vargas on the right, Barry Mackay on the left and Alex Cochran joining Cammy Devlin in the middle of the park, Liam Boyce supporting Lauren Shankland in attack. Now, what do you make of this team, McIver? Because to me, I'll be honest, when I was at the Boozer and I saw this come through, um, I was rather confused. I thought we'd gone to a back five and then I was immediately worried. So, I don't know if I just immediately remembered the last half an hour of the Rosenborg game, but as soon as I saw it, I was like, that's Cochrane and Devlin as a two. I then thought the same and thought... But you had that initial worry. Yeah. yeah and and I'm, and I'm thinking to myself, there's various established midfielders that would probably come into that bill. Like, Alex Cochrane's had that half hour, yeah. But Andy Halliday's sat on the bench. Toby Civic has played there... More than Alex Cochran has sat on the bench. I, in Denham, yeah, okay, it would have been a gamble, but he was fine against Rosenborg. I, 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 I don't know. It, it was a weird one to me, but I was pleasantly surprised with Cochran's performance. Actually, well, I thought he was great, so I was just like, yeah, like I, I'm fine with this going forward because it was very interesting to see how commanding he was. Like we often see that in terms of just his personality with fans and stuff. He's he's very vocal on a pitch. He's, he likes kind of getting it up opposition and stuff like that. But I love him. I've never really seen him dictate play because, I mean, how can a wing-back or a full-back really dictate play? Unless you're Kieran Trippier. I'm not going to do that. Most of the time it went through him last season anyway. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's, that's, that as, true. that's as much as it... Like, in terms of dictating play, he was one of our main outlets last year. Yeah, that is a very good point. But I was really impressed by the fact that you could tell uh, the guy I was sat beside me and him were talking the whole time, and especially in the first half, you could just see Cochrane like telling where pl- players where to go, and it, we were by far the better team in that first half as well. So it was really good to see Cochrane being there. However, I guess it speaks to a bigger issue at the club that if Peter Haring isn't fit and Neuenhoff yeah. isn't fit, that's what I was alluding to. We're reliant on a left back playing centre mid because bluntly, Andy Halliday shouldn't be there at all it's no, fucking he's, he's, still he's, he's evidently been bombed Harley. yeah like it, fully justified I'm fine with that Civic I'm more than happy to play in the middle of the park as I've said before but again it's not his natural position it's I not s- where he's I still think Halliday's got something to offer I do I'll be honest I do, I'm just sick and tired of this whole situation now I'm just like how is this where we are still three years on like I just don't care anymore. see I'm, I'm sort of like that with Haring and you're like that with Halliday but Haring's good and Haring has got Haring is slower than a week in the jail that doesn't and Andy Halliday's this wee speedster <laughs> is he this I'm just not, never not saying he's a speedster but even I'm quicker than Peter Haring I don't think Halliday's any faster than Haring 
I don't think he's I'm not buying faster. that for a second. He, Haring moves the ball quicker. Haring's more composed in the ball. Haring can keep a ball. Haring can dictate a play. How they can't do any Haring's of that. clumsy. No, he's not. What yes. he is, is good at just maintaining a ball. And then we'll occasionally go, right, I need to pop it off here. But then there's not an option. And then he kind of goes, oh, okay, what do I do here? And then he might get nicked. How would he just boots a ball off and never does anything of worth for the last 18 I'm not, months? I'm not, I'm not having that. I, 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 I've got to be honest. If you, if you were to look at our squad, I think at the back, we're decent enough, could maybe do with a left-sided centre-half. I think from middle to front, we're fine. Really, I'd like I'd like more depth, but in terms of options for Scottish Premiership, you're not getting much better than Liam Boyce and Lauren Shankland as your yeah. focal two. Decent in the wide areas, to, like decent enough, but but midfield, like how have we not addressed the issue in the middle of the park? For I know we've been like unlucky. Now? I know we've been unlucky in terms of as I say, Haring had a really good start to the season and then got an injury that looked horrible against Kilmarnock but apparently he is alright and he's going to be back in a week or so but it looked worse than it clearly was Neuenhoff's arrived I think he's done well in the cameos that we've seen him but then he's picked up a calf strain so it's like right okay well that's unlucky Benny is fucking Benny and in this situation where we just don't know if he's ever going to play again so as a result it's like yeah but fuck it he's a He's surely away. I, I know we've only got two days left. He's still surely. working here. This is what, know, this is what I'm getting to. Like, how have we got this so drastically wrong? We spent yeah. big dough on Grant. Spent big dough on Keo. Snodgrass obviously had his cameo and yeah. looked decent at the start. Then fell off a cliff. Like, why have we not addressed this area? The problem is, is we're now reliant at least in the very, very short term, and by that I mean the last couple of games and potentially the next couple of games, on out-of-position players or in a relatively unproven youngster. <laughs> and out-of-position players is an issue that we've had for yeah. ages. Square yeah. pegs and round holes, it drives you mad. Just mental, but generally with the team, I yes, was happy sorry, with it. I was, I, was like, I was like, that's a good team. That's probably, considering the personnel that we have available, the best team. I was going to say, as good as we could have hoped for then. Yeah, pretty much, to be honest. Yeah. And the start was as good as we could have hoped for as well. It definitely was. <sighs> Five minutes. I mean, wow. Their fans, can I just say, were <laughs> absolutely <laughs> nuts. Yeah, they were mental. So if you are going over to Greece, uh, please be careful. Um, yeah, it, actually, in all seriousness, yeah, because... Hearts put that in their state, like the wee information. It genuinely is like, it is need just Fiorentina where everyone's like having a laugh and all that. For any Hearts fans listening to this who are going out, please be alright, because fucking hell. Yeah, that that, that gives me the fear. Um, But the home leg, it didn't take long. Five minutes for the encounter to become a lively one. Kenneth Vargas... That little Raj bastard. I love him. Oh, he's he's got cult hero vibes already. Intercepts on halfway. Instantly gets the afterburners on. The rapid Costa Rican enters the box. Tripped by Stefan Schwab, the Palk skipper. And eventually, McIver, after minutes of nervousness, anxiety and waiting, the referee (laughs) consults VAR and points to the spot. One refreshing thing for me at the start of this season is no matter what level you're at 
I mean, I, I've, I obviously go to junior games every Saturday, up all the way up to the Scottish Premiership, even up to continental competition. Refereeing and officiating across the board is rank rotten. Like, you've just reminded me that it was their captain who gave this away, and he didn't get booked. And oh. then he gave about eight fouls away during the game and only got booked right at the fucking end. Um, like, it's an embarrassment that he's not given that as a penalty in the first place. <laughs> you don't see that. Like, it's fucking mental. Vargas does so, so well using his pace and just getting it. Like, fully just going, my only thought here is to drive into the box. I'm not thinking about so being fancy That's your first thought as a wide player. That's exactly what I want to hear. Yeah. Definitely did amazing. And it's just such a blatant penalty. It's mental. And then he spends ages looking at the monitor trying to justify his decision. <laughs> which is an idiotic thing. And, but finally, he gives it correctly. But we might as well speak about it now. Just, what it, why is it every single game? I've not seen the Dundee game, as I say, so I don't know what the officiating performance was like then. It doesn't sound like it was that bad, considering we were just bad. But apart from that game then, every single game we've had this season, it seems to be getting worse. Like, it was unbelievable on Thursday night. It's so bad. I, I think I think the Euro referees, like, crank it up an extra notch as well. I don't know if it's because we expect them, because of the level that they're operating at, to be so much better. But I totally just understand, miles right? Miles I off t- it. I totally understand that the Scottish game's a much more physical game. So, challenges that we see, we see every single week and our refs allow to go some refs won't give that and on the continent it wouldn't go yeah. it'd probably be a foul and stuff like that but there's a massive difference between the Scottish game being a bit more physical and guys just falling over and getting fouls against us for absolutely nothing It'll, I know it's much later but that one with Vargas is like the most pathetic thing I've ever seen I've, I've heard I think it was was it Rory McLeod or Lee McLeod on commentary? Uh, for the with BBC, McFadden? yeah, it would have been. Yeah. yeah. With that challenge, that one in the second half where Vargas goes down, we've seen Jordan's footage where Vargas goes up and shouts in his face and stuff like that. That one, <laughs> McFadden just laughs. McFadden just goes, that's a joke, man. He, like, out loud is just like, that's a disgrace of a decision. <laughs> I forgot about that instance as well. I'm not even taking yeah. any note of that. That's one of my favourite things I've ever seen. <laughs> about four Hearts players running oh. over and screaming in his face. Oh, literally one of the nearest things that I can see. Because it was over the main stand side, wasn't it? And then yeah. they're just, they just instantly all go over. I was like, yes. Please chin him. Um, but the referee did come to the right decision. And we get the penalty. Eventually. And Lauren Shankland has the ball on the spot. The bo- Can I just say, the penalty was given at about 4.55 minutes. It's eight minutes by the time he steps up. My pal had a couple quid on Shankland to score first and it to be within a particular time frame. He was sweating with his bet. Yeah, <laughs> no I'm not surprised. But steps up, does what he does. And look, I, I, I've alluded to it there in terms of Boyce and Shanklin being, you know, that focal two, two players we can hang our hat upon. Although Liam Boyce really does need a goal. If Hart sell, if Hart sell their number nine, McIver, in this transfer window, unless it's to the Saudis for ridiculous money, even then, I don't think I'll be all that impressed. If either of them go, and by go, 
I mean, either are sold or get a, an injury that means they're out for anything longer than I'd say a few weeks, we're fucked. Yeah, we're done for. We are, again, you're speaking about how are we in a position where we still don't have a function in midfield. How are we still in a position where we're relying on two players? <laughs> like, listen, I d- I've been, and I'm sure I, you'd be the same. I'd even, sure I'd, many... I'd even argue three, and it's only now that we've signed Kent to replace Halkett that we've fair. got that no-nonsense. Previously it was three. Yeah, it was three. I, I'm sure you're the same as me and most people listening. We've all been very impressed with Kenny Vargas. So yeah, that, like that's him. it. He, he looks good in terms of a Ginelli replacement, but he's clearly not a goal scorer, as we've heard, that he's very much the creative force to link up with stuff like that. It's Tagawa so, that's a curious case, isn't it? Again, I'm very much given Tagawa what happened with Oda at yeah. the end of last season, where I'm giving them plenty of time to oh, bed God, in. Yeah. It's a completely different culture. No, I'm not, writing, not, I'm the, not writing them off, don't get it twisted. No, of course. I, I just mean in terms of like... The worry is if we have to just be like, it's you or nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Because, yeah, like, we've so rarely had it that... <laughs> we've had we, a competent centre-forward up front. Yeah, <laughs> when it just feels like, oh, he's got the ball, he's probably going to score. Yeah. I mean, I, look, don't get me wrong, I was I was nervous, as I, as I always am, with a player heading up to the spot. But with Shankland, you, you feel confident. You do. You're, yeah. you're, wait, you're waiting for the net to bulge. And and also, I'm saying I've I've said this for two and a half years, three years now. Liam Boyce is our best player. Liam Boyce oh. is our best player by a fucking mile. Shankland obviously is a different best player, if you know what I mean. Like Shankland's the most important to the current setup yes. because it's like without but him, Liam Boyce we is don't our best score goals. Footballer. Yes, the yes. When he went off, that was it. When apparently against Dundee, it was a very similar situation. It was just oh, when like he, when he came on, he elevates countless players' games. It's it's unbelievable it's how ridiculous. intelligent he is, how he can bring others in, and it does give Shankland that freedom to just be like, "Oh, it's fine. If he gets it, I'll get it. It's all right." This is kind of I'm I'm looking to be as positive as I can. If we, as we're expected to, get dumped out of Europe. And we're then going Saturday to Saturday, Saturday to Sunday, whatever. Boyce and Shanklin fully fit both have to start each and every week. Oh, just, it's non-negotiable. Just, yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Yeah, 100%. Um, and then, all I wanted, I literally <laughs> said it out loud, was like, just, and this is a word I'm going to say a lot tonight, have some composure. Just keep it tight. Manage the for, game. Yeah, for two minutes. Literally, just be like, right, just scored nothing stupid just be calm don't do what we did last year against Zurich and in general European games where we just lose our heads in specific moments just keep it tight even I couldn't have predicted how quickly it would go wrong 8 minutes gone it's the perfect start just like you say however the visitors look to immediately respond and they're given the perfect opportunity to do so with what I can only describe as a moment of madness, um, which could be a, a, a running theme for this episode, if you will, McIver, like you like you say. Pauk send a long ball forward. Kyros heads towards the edge of the Hearts box. Frankie Kent appears to tackle, looks to clear. 
But their right winger, Andrea Zivkovic, who was phenomenal all night, I will say, latches onto it in an instant. Our then, our big Australian centre-half brings him down in the box after he sprints past him, and from where I'm stood, upper end, I can see it's a penalty kick. Clear as day, mate. Clear as day. Uh, even more glaringly obvious than the one up the other end for Vargas. Yeah. I, I don't know what he's doing. So, I saw after the game, Neil McCann goes, I know what he's thinking, but you can't do that. I don't. I don't know what he's thinking <laughs> beyond, I need to stop this ball. But if if his thought process is, I need to stop this ball, so I'm going to slide when I'm behind him, then yeah, he should be dropped and shouldn't he play again. Yeah, it's like, what, what on earth are you doing? And this is what I mean. Have some composure. Just, I think his initial header away is actually quite good. I think Kent's clearance is quite poor. I, but I, it's kind I of think, just I like, think he's right, got, okay. I, I, go on. Okay, you've just you've tried to clear it in fair play. You have lifted it and it's got away and it's just ended up at an opposition player. Fine. The fact that he can just run through everybody is insane. I don't know who's on that side. And meant to be covering, but they aren't at all. And then probably probably Kingsley, who I actually I thought he was all right. Yeah. Um, Generally, I thought Kingsley was all right. Considering the levels that we've become accustomed to recently, he was pretty good. And this is what's so annoying, right? See, for the rest of the game, I actually thought Rolls was fine. I know. I know. There was a couple of moments where he actually did quite well. It's unbelievable how competent he looks to then just outright daft. Yeah, like, and I'll be honest. I think the header's got to go out for a throw. Yeah, that's go, fair. Go out that's for a fair. throw, regroup, as you yeah, say, keep it tight for a couple of minutes. But fuck me! I mean, yeah. instantly up the other end, and they're yeah. in. And what it's is like, that? I think we. I don't know if more than most, but generally have been very supportive of Akai Rolls and full of praise for him and stuff like that because I think it's clear this is what I mean but I don't think it's but we're also not blind to the fact that since the World Cup he has dipped McIver yeah you, you can instantly you can, you can simultaneously back him and say you know we want the best for him because we do he's, he's a heart's asset of course we do yeah. but you can equally criticise and say you know when it's Curtis Main bullying him at Tynecastle is the one I always think of in the defeats to St Mirren here like he does have these moments where concentration just goes out the window. Yeah, like, I disagree wholeheartedly with people who say he's just shit point blank. I'm no, like, exactly. no, he's not. I mean, they they were the first that were cheering when we offered him that five-year deal. Yeah. And he was, you know, outstanding for Australia and Qatar. Yeah, exactly. You can't you don't, both ways. You don't play for a lot... A, finalist team at the World Cup that gets well, through the Well, they reached the, the quarterfinals or something like that. I can't mind what it was. But basically, you kind of get to that stage without being at least good at football. And he is. We've seen with Kent, he generally has improved again. Not oh. to the levels he initially was, but Brilliant. generally. However, simultaneously, he needs dropped. He needs to have yeah. what happened to Sibic under Nielsen, where he gets dropped out of the team for a wee bit. Because because this is exactly what happened with Civic. The spotlight's doing him no favours. No. Now every single game, people are looking at him and panicking, and then that means he'll make more mistakes. So have Civic come in, him and Kent have a few games together, and just go right, Kai. Pressure's off. Get in the gym. 
get bigger. <laughs> and just he's had the summer to do that. I know they I get, know, exactly. I know he needs some time off, but come on. But just it's doing him no favors, but he's simultaneously doing himself no favors as well with actions like that. Can I ask you? I've seen some shouts for Stephen Kingsley to play on the left of a two. Now, for me, that doesn't work. I'll no, be honest. I don't want that at all. But we don't have another left-footed centre half. I know. So I know. We've not got John Suter anymore, where yeah. you'd feel like he could get away with being on that left-hand side and take it with either foot because he is that good. Toby Sibick is not John Suter, so. I don't know who then plays on that left. Could Cochrane fill in there? Maybe no. Again, both no. are both are better as fullbacks yeah. on the left of a three if they absolutely have to. Yeah, but no, we we are in dire need of another left footed centre half. I'd be playing Civic there personally. I totally understand that he's not left footed, and I think that. Would and then be you'll get fans it. that will instantly leap on his back when he's not when he doesn't oh, yeah, appear comfortable. You know, do you know what I mean? It, it, yeah, there'll be instances where. He won't feel comfortable with taking it on that foot. And yeah. Hearts fans, will, you know what they're like, they'll be throwing missiles and all sorts of I'm just saying, like, that is not that is not good enough, that's not what we signed up for. The, the yeah. geezer's playing out of position because ultimately our only left-footed centre-half has been having a couple nukes recently and yeah. n- needs taking out the spotlight, like you say. Yeah. It's just, again, how are we in this position? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. In terms of other chances in that first half, Xander Clark's nearly caught out of his near post as Rafa Suarez overlaps Tyson from left back. Actually, it does well. But half an hour. What an opportunity we are presented with to retake the lead. And I cannot believe that this did not end up in the back of the net. Devlin crosses for Shankland. Heads towards goal. Vargas then hooks towards Shankland after the goalkeeper parries. Shankland volleys towards goal. It breaks for Boyce and he stabs towards goal but it's somehow hooked behind for a corner and I could not believe my eyes up the other end. I thought Boyce had just missed it and the keeper had maybe saved it. But I thought surely he's got to be tucking that. I just think it's an amazing block and a part of that stramash where it's just like one of those moments where you sat going, how is that not gone in? Like, three chances in quick succession, and it's all... And I guess you could argue it's just, this is the step up in quality. You yeah. need to be able to take those chances. And just, it's an... Un- the guy gets hurt doing it, and it's just an unbelievable block. I mentioned it. Makes. It's like all the finer details. I spoke about it with Rangers and PSV. Yeah. All these finer details need to go for you. It's the same as when we play the old firm. You need everything, yeah. absolutely everything. You need a perfect performance from both your players, the officials, everything to go in your favour. And look, and we got li- to this stage. Fine because margins. Yeah, exactly. Devlin's, yeah. Devlin's goal goes sideways because it yeah. deflects. Like you just need you need that moment, and we didn't have that. Need that stroke of luck, and ultimately we didn't get it here. Um, Alex Cochran there's, there's a speculative effort which flies high really and wide funny. after we have a penalty appeal for handball waved away not much of the penalty appeal and there's certainly ain't much yeah. of the strike either as soon as it as soon as it bounced in front of him I just out loud went oh for fuck's sake he's hitting this and it did and it was like oh 
But I, I can simultaneously see why because I don't think that anything else was on, and I think no. he's he's then wary of them breaking on the counter. So yeah, just, just like, go for it, sack aye. it. Like it's a once in, once in a lifetime chance. I'm playing yeah. centre mid. Get it up here. If this exactly. goes in, it'll be amazing. Yeah. But yeah, it was uh, it was sadly anything. But however, half time one apiece. Okay, we've shot ourselves in the foot. But still the better team though. Still exactly. the better team by a fucking in ter- mile. In terms of the performance, that was as good as we could have really asked for without being in a commanding position at the break, wouldn't you say? And I think that's kind of the story of the night. You wouldn't think that was a team playing against a team who has double their resources. No, but what I will say is it was made apparent that they're missing numerous first teamers. And I yeah, think, of course. Uh, but, but, but still, but this, the, they've still got Tyson on the north. Oh no, don't, don't, don't get me wrong. On. Don't get me wrong. They, they sh- probably should get the better of us still. But I do think, like, we're sort of talking about the second leg as well. I think that could be. I think that could go really badly wrong for us, yeah, given given confidence at the weekend. Excuse me, and what have you? Yeah, definitely. But in fact, you say that like they're missing big players. We basically we had to play out of uh, position players. We didn't have Halkett of Gordon like we had a pretty big injury in the second half that I want to speak about because the most baffling substitution I've fucking seen in years Um, I just just talk about it now I mean obviously I thought Mackay was useless when he was playing (laughs) and then somehow he was like the most important part of this fucking machine and as soon as he went off for the most baffling choice when you've got Oda and Tagawa on the bench and you bring on an out of position teenager who's been fine so far and then I like did he do anything? Did Lowry do anything for the thirty six minutes or whatever it was he was on the park for? No. Nothing. Like that from listen, I I totally disagree with the folk over the last few days. I think he's 20 like, for what it's worth. Alright, okay, sorry. Sorry, sorry, Alex. Sorry. Apologies. <laughs> um, I totally disagree with this notion that we need to start looking towards the management team to be like, oh, well, what, what are we doing about that? No, shut up, man. We've Generally, look at the season. Domestic, we've played three, won one, drawn one, lost one. Yeah, the the two that we've dropped points in are terrible, but still... We're three games. We're not Hibs, but I, 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 I just feel like I just feel like even amongst their fan base, there's folk that are desperate for this to go tits up. Yeah, right. Listen, I disagree with that. What, however, is happening in my head? I'm totting up all these terrible things <laughs> that I hope are just irrelevant, and you don't. You go. We sit here in February, going. God, mind when they made that stupid subs. How we laugh now as we're currently doing class. But I worry that they keep ticking up and ticking up and yeah. I start to be like, oh God, what is happening? Because that decision ended the tie. Mackay, I don't think, did much of any worth. I thought he was at it until till obviously what's come out has come out. I was thinking, I thought obviously, he, he, his he hamstring. Does, I thought he does they fancy this tonight. Just yeah, kick like, on that he's injured. It was another big game that he doesn't turn up in. That, like, that's, right, that was okay. going to be my initial question to you, just how yeah. annoying and frustrating is this, but it's just repeating the same things yeah. over and over and over and over. But taking them off for Lowry was a terrible decision. I said it at the time, I was like, why is that the substitution? We've got two wingers on the bench. What are you doing? Who are both really fast. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest... 
I think when we get to this game at the weekend, I think that's where we probably see him. How do you mean? I I th- I thought he was much better on the flank when Liam Boyce was on the park than if he's asked to play through the middle. But that's oh, did just... Larry start on the left? But no, he started centrally, did nothing, and then he and then he got moved across. Vargas off. Right. We'll come to that. We'll, we'll come, come to that. that. But basically, he was. He was a waste of a jersey. And listen, I'm not going to be like, that's it now, the youngster is done. Like, no, <laughs> but it's not his fault he was brought on. But it's like, you need to do something of worth. And that didn't. just didn't, didn't arrive. Yeah. However, I actually thought second half, we didn't kind of rest on our laurels. We looked to kind yeah. of instantly retake the lead. Alex Hawkins' free kick is headed down by Kent towards Devlin. Good ball. Great ball, great header. Don't know where on earth it ends up, but eventually falls for no. Stephen Kingsley and he blazes over. Then up the other end, Zivkovic cuts in and tries his luck, but thankfully it's straight down Xander Clark's throat. Pauk then go looking for a penalty. Tyson eventually forces another great save from Xander Clark again. He's near post. However, on 66 minutes, the next dose of heartbreak would arrive. Liam Boyce gets on the end of Xander Clark's long kick, slides through to Lauren Shankland, who bends a wonderful effort into the top corner. Curling, postage stamp finish, but the flag's up for offside, and just after we think we've regained the lead, the officials pull it back, McIver. I had no inkling that he was even slightly offside. Neither. I was just, like, in there, going mental. That was like, this is fine. I have seen, however, he spoke to the BBC, and Brian goes, did you know you are offside? And he goes, aye, as soon as I hit it, I knew I was off. That's why he doesn't really celebrate. He kind of just turns and waves his fist because he was like, "Oh yeah, I was just waiting for that. I knew I was off a mile." And it's like, right, Lawrence, well, get on side then. What are we doing? No, just get up, just get under and boot it high in the sky, and then yeah, we, then we all know exactly that. what's going on. I know, just totally um, teasing us. He's obviously seen that. Folk are watching it on the beep, aren't they? These Saudi yeah. clubs and English clubs, exactly. and they're going, "Yeah, I'll just try and look good for them." Again. I know it didn't mean anything, but just that from Boyce was amazing. I know Shanklin's offside, but still, to just have that wherewithal oh, from It's so great. cool and calm, isn't he? Just, yeah, just it gets horrible. a bit fortunate with it coming off the massive defender, but he knows what he wants to do and just... Yeah. Oh, smooth operator as well. And again, listen, fine margins. We could yeah. go 2-1 up, yeah. we end up going 2-1 down. Well, yeah. Thanks, thanks for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Xander Clark's kick is headed on by Stephen Kingsley on 72 minutes before Vargas tries his luck from range. Can we but, speak about Kenny Vargas? Because he was the the main shining light. I fucking love by, him. By all means, go on. He is great. He's a wee nightmare for defenders because he's one of the wingers that he's the opposite of Mackay in his first year he tracks back as much <laughs> as he pushes forward Mackay that was like that first year with Mackay was amazing but you're always kind of like oh bloody hell Cochrane's got loads to do because he's never got to track back Vargas is everywhere he harries everybody he puts every possible defender under pressure I'm not surprised he keeps getting taken off because the boy must be knackered by about the hour mark because he just runs constantly Every single positive thing we did on Thursday night went through him and or Boyce, and it, he's just great. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm gonna be honest. I did, uh, I did higher French at school, but I want to sum it up in Spanish, um, and I will say that um, "el es un vejete loco." <laughs> I got loco. What does the rest of it mean? He is a crazy geezer. <laughs> Which, when I replied to this is my story on Twitter, translated to he's a crazy old man, and that's not what I was going for. <laughs> well, crazy old man is the title of this. Crazy, crazy old man, or it would be Hitty Loco, you choose. <laughs> but no, he is, he's, he's top in the area. The wee I, eggs I really class. do like him. <laughs> That neck tap, man. I'm going to get the same. If, if he yeah, fires us to Scottish Cup glory, I'm going to get it there. I've got enough anyway, so I'll just add another one. Sorry, fine. Mum and Dad, but Kenny, Kenny's inspired me. Your dad would be buzzing <laughs> with it. David lie. My mum wouldn't, though. No, probably not. <sighs> but as much as we're laughing and joking. Enough happiness. Yeah, we know what comes next. Oh, dear. The, war- the warning was there. Zivkovic, who, uh, as I say, was a nuisance all night, again tried to get the better Clark at his near post this time to the goalie's left. Eventually, the officials give a corner. Thomas Murk, who comes off the bench, plays a 1-2 with Tyson at the corner. The Austrian then slips it to Zivkovic, who lets fly. And it, let's just be honest, it, it sends an absolute wonder strike into yeah. that bottom left-hand corner. Xander Clark has absolutely no chance passed him in a flash and it's all too familiar a feeling around Tynecastle Park isn't it mate this happened against Kilmarnock Killy got a corner and Carol <laughs> McGuinness was yes <laughs> Carol McGuinness was standing on the edge of the box and they played it to him and Carol McGuinness sclaffed it wide and every heart's fan went ha 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 what a funny moment and I went why is there no one on the edge of the box in case there's a runner it's almost like Palk have done the research and watched yeah. their games to then copy that and what a, what a wacky and notion. Just, we spoke about it the other week. The first seven games under Naismith at the end of last season, we always had an out ball from a corner, even if we were defending it. So Oda or someone was standing. Well, why do we no way. longer leave anybody up? Exactly. Because what that then does is if your keeper doesn't claim it or if you don't clear it out of play it means that you're almost guaranteed a second ball to come back into the box that you have to defend. I'd send the Vejete Loco. Just leave him up there. What is Vargas going to do defensively from a corner? What is <laughs> exactly. Oda going to do defensively from a corner? What is Devlin going to do defensively from a corner? If you want Devlin back, stick him on the fucking edge of the box because that was pathetic. Yeah, and then he can get out down. and just close yeah. it down. Yeah, I agree with that. Do not have all 11 Hearts players in the box. I know... We all know how much I hate zonal marking, right? Snap, retweet. When at the start of this season, McAvoy went, we're going to have a mix of man and zonal. It depends on the situation. That is a recipe for seen, disaster. I've not seen man marking once from us. I've <laughs> just seen zonal. So where's this situation that man marking's going to come up? And I'd like them to start coming up, please. Is it because that there's no accountability in the dugout? We feel it no, in this city implying no accountability on the park but as just, well. Like, listen... It is some hit. Oh, right? it's a one, an absolute wonder goal. I mean, you could uh, again right up the other end of the ground from me. An mm-hmm. absolute beauty. It's one of them that, if I wasn't stood where I was stood, and I obviously wasn't as gutted as I was, you'd probably just give it a wee 
and yeah. clap and appreciation because it was a sublime strike. But it's so easy to prevent that strike oh, from not happening. Of course happening. it is. And that's what makes it all the more infuriating. Yeah. And especially just because I just think overall we were definitely the better side. <sighs> yeah. Just reeks as Zurich, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I don't even think we played as well as we did against Zurich as we did on Thursday, and it still no. ends up with the same result. No, it's it's still hurt. And you sort of mentioned the AK Athens game, mm-hmm. like last week. Just Greek teams and two undefeats that just are oh, agonising. Right. Just yeah, absolutely, absolutely rank. No matter. Still, I mean. Our attention turned to domestic matters. Um, obviously, the weekend's game up in Dens to talk about. But first, we're going to go around the grounds primarily because I don't want to keep depressing myself by talking about hearts. So we'll laugh yep. at some other teams instead. Um, <laughs> we're in a rich position to do that. <laughs> the first, the first of the six fixtures took place up in the Highlands. Ross County welcomed Rangers to Dingwall, uh, but lost two nil to. Yeah, the Jairs, um Kim Arroof and James Tavernier. James Tavernier's goal was a great goal, but class. other than that, yeah. I don't really care. Um, however, there was to be a shock in Glasgow's East End. What the fuck is going on? Celtic were 1-25 to to beat St. Johnston. St. Jobby. I thought they would absolutely batter them after the Kilmarnock catastrophe, but they were held by Stephen McLean's St. Johnston, who had three debutants, I might add, and... Ended nil nil. Don't know how. Um, however, I made the prediction on our predictions podcast that Lee Johnson would be sacked as manager of Hibernian, and that was the case okay. after just the third league fixture as Livingston went to Easter Road uh, and beat the Hybies 3 2 to come away with all three points, leaving him bottom of the table. The only point, uh, the only side to have taken zero points from their three matches. St. Johnson haven't even scored a league goal in there above Hibs. Um, and Motherwell beat the all-conquering Kelly. The Kilmarnock are human after all, despite taking the lead at Far Park. Uh, the Steel Men got the bit of them 2-1, so that's great, just before they come to Edinburgh and play us. you absolutely love to see that. Um, and the other fixture on Sunday, St. Mirren were denied the opportunity to go top of the Scottish Premiership. Did I really just say that? Yes, I did. As Aberdeen went to Paisley, and claimed a controversial and lucky last gasp to each draw. McIver, obviously you didn't see our game. Have you seen any of the other Scottish Premiership action? I, from my London hotel at half past midnight, watch sports scene for this podcast. That is that is the level of commitment I'm after. That's why right. you're on board. That's exactly why I'm fucking here. So, first of all, who gives a shit about the Rangers game? It was yeah. a good goal for Tav. Fair play. Other than that, don't care. Yeah. St Mirren are just good and it's weird. We, we've we done St Mirren a disservice in our predictions. We absolutely we? have. We, we yeah. really have. You would not really be surprised have. to see them finish top six again. What a job no. he's doing. Wait a now. I think I gave them to... I've got the predictions right Oh, here. have you? Um, uh, where did you put Kelly? Did you put Kelly in the bottom six at St Mirren's expense? Yeah. I put no. St Mirren sixth. Ah, oh, fair play. And Killy 8th, which is clearly not right. I you don't know. Put, You just had them the other way round. You had Killy 6th and St Mirren 8th. And we've both got Motherwell 7th, is that right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've done St Mirren a disservice. I'd not be yeah, surprised we'll see. to see them gate crash that top 6 again. Yeah. But yeah, they look good. They, 
Aberdeen very lucky to get away with a point you, with that penalty in the hundred. I was about minute. to say the, the, so the first goal, Johnny Hayes, <laughs> no idea, no idea nah, what he's exactly. doing, does not intend nah. that. And I mean Miofsky's pen, how how lucky do you want to get? Exactly. Um fair play to Motherwell for taking down the Kilmarnock yeah. juggernaut. Um of course as you say they do it just before they play us. Um, <laughs> it's absolutely typical in it. <laughs> so that's some laugh. Did you see Steve McLean's interview after the game? <laughs> no. He Where he it? just can't believe it. He's just like, it's great. It's, it's great. I can't believe it. Like, I'm so proud of them. Like, it's amazing. We just need to build. We just need to build. <laughs> it's like he clearly did not expect it at all, which is really funny. Uh, Celtic are a different what everything. Happening? It's unbelievable how big a drop-off they've had already. I mean, they'll still put 12 past us in the next oh. two games that we play against them. <laughs> Absolutely but, no doubt. But they just look terribly different. Have I have I got any other games to speak about before the Hibs game? Uh, no, I think you've listed them all right. off. Have you? I am devastated no, that Lee Johnson is we were, we were both firmly hashtag Lee Johnson in, but yes. now he's Lee Johnson out. In the last good? week alone... He was speaking about Formula One cars. <laughs> what about this post-match? He walked out a post-match interview through a door in the side. That is amazing. Whoever that Sky Sports journalist was, absolutely fair play for not letting him get away with answering oh, that question. Amazing. <laughs> it's that's almost awesome. as if he makes the door appear by his own accord. Because he's just standing in like the traditional thing. And I know they're just like things on the wall some brutal question but it's got to be asked yeah. I just I've, I must have watched it about five ten times it's the fact <laughs> he just kind of goes oh okay <laughs> thanks <laughs> like he's devastated that's just, how I knew he was done though as, as soon yeah, as he gets taken course. away by a club official yeah. you know that that's he's getting yeah. called for a meeting that was it this is how so bad Lee Johnson was as Hibs manager right he almost he didn't I want to say this now, he didn't. But he almost made me feel annoyed on behalf of Hibs. <laughs> because it felt, it, it always to me felt like he thought he was doing Hibs a favour by being their oh, manager. Oh, 100%. And it's like... He was blaming absolutely everybody. He was blaming the fans for the defeat in Andorra. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you have done nothing of note in football, both as a player and as a manager, right? I, I can't believe some of the clubs that he's managed. It's Genuinely. It, mental. it baffles me. It's hilarious to me that he's managed both my team's rivals and been shit with them both. It's just, what a guy, what a hero. But just Have go a Jack away, Ross. yeah, go away with your weird David Brent in real life idioms and all this. It's part. disappointing though because it is box but office. I'm gutted. Yeah, exactly. Because it means that they'll get their shit together. Because I think that's a no bad squad generally. I know, but uh, oh, I, I don't know. Just uh, you, you could watch his pressers with popcorn and just you'd yeah, be entertained. Great. You would be entertained. I'm fine with him, by the way. Appointing Graham Arnold. I was just going to ask you who who do you who do you want and who do you not want? I don't want him to get McInnes because no. I feel like he'll just they'll eventually. I think McInnes would be exactly how Jack Ross was. They'll they'll put up with I think him because he'll get job results. At the back. That's fine, but what I mean is, is they'll put up with his shit style of football because it'll get them results. But the minute it starts to not get them results in say yeah, eighteen turn. month time, yeah, they'll, they'll turn to them. I don't, I don't think his football's that bad. 
Like, I don't it, think Kelly it, it think, was, but, it's but Aberdeen, if you're given the more resources, like when he had that team of your Kenny McLeans, your Johnny Hayes, your Adam Rooney's, Gary Mackay yeah. Stevens, they had a bit of flair going forward. I, I don't, I think it's quite harsh the 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 stick that he gets. But that would be, I think that would be bad because I just think he'd make them competent. At the very least, it, it just it, like, oh, okay. if he did a job on Paul Hanlon and Lewis Stevenson at the back, then he should yeah. deserve a knighthood. But and obviously they've been linked with Shifuentes, which I think would be a great appointment mm, for them, and I very much hope they don't do. Lennon. But everybody else, I'm fine with. Literally every other name, in particular Neil Lennon, <laughs> it would be the great because again, this is what would happen, right? And I could, but I'm fucking calling it now. He'd make them good for six months. Right, he'd come in and he'd have an impact because this is what Neil Lennon always does. Then he comes be in, disappointed when they don't want to go to that next level as he was. Yeah, yeah. This fucking fake yeah, yeah. thing that he yeah, just yeah. says, and then they'll fall off an absolute <laughs> cliff. So I'm fine with them doing all right for six months when they arrive and they go, "See, it's working this time. We've finally got it clicking," and then it will be a disaster. <sighs> it's a good laugh. I, I have to say, as much as I made that Johnson show, I did not see it after three games. I thought I thought we might be the ones to sort of stick the knife in in October. I thought he would go... Because of the investment they've given, I was yeah, like, exactly. he'll get Christmas. Wild. Absolutely wild. I didn't foresee them losing all three of their opening games, though, in fairness. No. Particularly when it's, what, Livingston at home. St Mirren at home. St Motherwell at away. Home and Motherwell. I mean, I'm not being funny. No res- now no they've got the hard games. They're yeah. back to back away against Aberdeen and Killy. Oof. Stinky. Yeah. And speaking of stinky. Oh, God. <laughs> Hearts. Well, why am I saying, oh, God? Yeah. I've not seen it. Like. Yeah, lucky you. I, I, I mean, I'll be honest. A couple of weeks back, the Kilmarnock game, I just read the report. And given I went on to Hearts TV and looked at the highlights, 76 seconds. I mean, I spend longer than that in the toilet. <laughs> I mean that is like all, all it showed was Luke McCowan's goal in about four different angles. It was literally like it was a, a it was like a, it was an audition for VAR. Say, look, we've got cameras everywhere now, so it's justified that you can stick in VAR. I mean, I, okay, I, I, I'll read the team how it's laid out. I'll read the report, yeah, sure. and then we can we can move on. Yeah. So Hearts made five changes from the the Palk defeat. Um, Odell Fire, Toby Sibick, Aidan Denham, Alex Lowry and Utaro Oda replaced Nathaniel Atkinson, Cammy Devlin, the suspended Alex Cochran, Liam Boyce and Barry Mackay. Meaning that they lined up as follows. It, it, it appears to be a 4-3-3 on Fort Mob. I personally thought it was a 4-2-3-1. But Clark and goal, back four of a fire, Kent, Rolls and Kingsley. Denham and Sibick sitting with Lowry in front. Oda on the right, uh, Vargas on the left and Shankland up front. And the match report simply reads, courtesy of heartsfc.co.uk, excuse me, 27th of August 2023, a second half strike from Luke McCowan inflicted Hearts their first defeat of the league season at Dens Park this afternoon, going down 1-0 to Dundee. Inflicted Hearts their first defeat. That does make sense, it just reads weird. Despite fashioning a number of chances, 
take your word for it. Especially, I don't think that's true. I saw it at half time in stats, and we had one shot, and it was off target. Especially in the second forty-five. Oh, okay. Fair <laughs> play, Hearts. Fair play. <laughs> the men in maroon were undone by McCowan's ranged effort from twenty-five that's yards on a frustrating afternoon on Tayside. Hearts made five changes. Yeah, I've just gone through that. Both sides yeah. grappled for control in the opening exchanges. A wayward Bakayoko chance along with a Frankie Kent header over the bar, representing the two sides' best respective chances in the opening quarter. In truth, it was Dundee who fashioned the better opportunities in the first 45 overall. Yeah, <laughs> no shit. Finley Robertson's half-volley snapshot towards Xander Clark from the edge of the box after 25 minutes, the latest in a stream of promising Dundee moves. The D thought they had claimed the opener on the 32-minute mark when Jordan McGee, wouldn't have surprised me, forced the ball over the line from close range, but after Furious Hearts appeals, the referee chalked it off due to Zach Robinson being in an offside position. <laughs> There's not much more to come. Whilst far from being a vintage display for the boys in Maroon in the first half, the second period was to bring greater fortune. Well, was it? The second, the pack was shuffled at the interval with Cammy Devlin, Nathaniel Atkinson and Liam Boyce all being introduced to proceedings. It was a near pitch-perfect start as the game resumed, Boise playing a key role as the Jambos landed the first punch after 47 minutes. Why are they making this sound like we fucking ended up winning the game? (laughs) The Northern Irishman's inviting ball across goal, crashing off the knee of a home defender before spilling back off the post. Moments later, it was Alex Lowry's turn to have a goal, displaying some lovely footwork before disparaging a lofted ball across goal again. This time, Kenneth Vargas was there to receive, and the Costa Rican's downward header was cleared off the line to the relief of the home support. Hearts kept carving out the chances, but nothing came off, with Dundee taking advantage as the clock struck 65 minutes. A slack pass was gobbled up by Luke McCowan, with the Dark Blues midfielder driving up the park before releasing a rocket from 25 yards past Andrew Clark. I don't think that's an accurate description at all. The game went on, and (laughs) even with five minutes of added time, Hearts walked away empty-handed. That's it. Why did they spend so much time speaking about two chances that were that were irrelevant in the game? It goes on about the teams and 8,104 in attendance at Dens. Like, just a disgrace. It's appalling. <laughs> what, you on about the what, match report or the performance? No, the performance. What are we doing? Oh, that the goal is a joke. Pitiful. I mean, why is, why just, is Clark taking a yeah, short free kick there? Thank you. Thank you. Just give, it, it, just give it to a centre half. Yeah, if you like, lose it up in the abyss, then so be it. But don't invite the fucking pressure. Why? Like, I genuinely don't understand the justification for it. I fully understand it if it's a long free kick. And you're just like, oh, just everybody get up and now. I'll just take this and send it forward. Fine. But, like, is that you saying, I do not trust my outfield players to play a five-yard pass. I will do it. McIver. And then it must be that he just fucking walks back. It's not even Why that. Why doesn't he sprint back? It's the pass that we give in to Aidan Denham is a hospital ball at best anyway. Yeah. And, and it, as, they, the as, as the manager report rightly says, Luke McCown's onto it in an instant. Yeah. I saw... <sighs> Composure! After the game, I saw Shankland make the point where he was like, listen, Denham's at fault, which is right. Right, Denham is at fault, but it shouldn't get to him. There's about three other passes that could be made or go long. And yes, Denham makes a mistake. He takes a heavy touch and he doesn't make the right pass. But that doesn't change the fact that we've inexplicably got a keeper taking a short free kick. Rolls gives it to him in a really poor position, and there's another experienced pro 
both Kingsley and Kent not telling Denham what to do. That's not as Shanklin said after it. some assistance. Jesus yeah. wept. Shankland clearly went through everybody and said it was just really naive and that it's unacceptable that experienced pros are making mistakes like that. Because it is, like, I, I think it's fair to say that Denham was at fault for the goal, but it's not his fault he was at fault. Precisely. Yeah, precisely. Just awful. Dire. I'm so good. And listen, this is the thing. I find it hard to be angry about it. I say I was having like one of the best days of my yeah, life was as it was happening, <laughs> <laughs> and I could just I came out of the show at like the back of ten, and that was the first time I checked. I, I saw the score because the game finished just as the show was starting, so I saw the score and was like, I'm not even going to think about that. I don't care. So I knew what the score was, and I was standing at Wembley Park tube station and was just looking at Twitter and was like. Oh, people, we must have been terrible. We it's were. no one of them where it was like, oh, we played really well but didn't get a result. No, we were absolutely It was like, no, we were, we were, must have been shit. So I was like, I'm just not watching the highlights back. And then, as you said, the highlights are the goal anyway. 76 seconds, mate. It literally shows the goal from four different angles. Like, I, 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 unbelievable. So yeah. bad. So bad. <sighs> just like... Norway with that beautiful third kit. Again, now the pink kit. We've lost our debut game in it. That we were meant to be looking pretty in pink, and the performance was pretty ugly in pink. Is how I'd sum up the afternoon. I like pretty ugly in pink as a title as well. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Pretty, and then you can brackets ugly in pink. Yeah, quite like that. <laughs> there you go. We've got, given you options. You could have. You could have even the un vejete loco as the display yes. picture in said pink kit. But before we go, we're going to move on to the quiz. Thankfully, we, we can get this dire week over with. Yeah. I, I just, I've, I'll be honest, I hate episodes when I'm hosted as well. I much prefer you You've smashed ribbing it, me. But well. Thanks, mate. I appreciate that. But then I'll look Sorry. at the quiz and you might not think the same. Um, <laughs> five questions as standard. Uh, the two normal ones are your first ones. Then we've got a multiple choice, a true or false. And of course, the who am I? Right. And the first one, I apologise uh, if anybody from Clyde One Super Scoreboard is uh, watching or listening to this, as I've totally nabbed one of your uh, teaser questions from a couple of weeks ago, but I'm going to use it here because I thought it was a good one. Um, right, since Hearts' promotion, they've had four players who have scored in the Scottish Premiership, but have also previously netted for a former European champion. Who are they? Now, I'll caveat this. They did it generally across Scottish football. And the example that they gave was Charlie Adam. So Charlie Adam has scored for Dundee and he's also scored for Liverpool, the former European champion. We've had four players since our promotion that have scored for a former European champion. So get your thinking cap on and think who's previously won the European Cup or Champions League. Wait a now. By a promotion, do you mean in the COVID season? Yeah, so since August 2021, since we've been back up, and they've scored, and in their careers, yes. they've played for a team and scored. Yes, that has previously European won the European Champions. Right, Cup well, it's no... Right, Shanklin isn't it. No. Uh, Boyce isn't Shall it. I give you a clue? Nar- try and narrow it down. Yeah. Two are no longer with us. Two are currently with us. Right. Uh, Christ. 
I may have mentioned one earlier on. Oh fuck! I don't care. I'd elicit you now. Um, I'm gonna guess because I'm, I might be wrong here. No, but they, uh, did they get class as European champion? Have they won? The- Go on. So wait, what, what is the cl- What do you mean by European champions? So a team that has won the European Cup or Champions League. All oh, right. Okay. So no. Go on. What, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say Janelli because I was wondering if he came through Arsenal's academy. But then I was no, like, I think Arsenal he's just an Arsenal fan, isn't he? Yeah, he's. I think he's he's just an Arsenal fan. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, I who came through an academy? Right. It's no Cochrane because Brighton have not won anything. Uh, who did Sibic come through with? Did Sibic come <laughs> through anybody? He's right. Not, he's not one of them. I'll see the hassle. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> Oh yeah, because they have to have scored for them as well. What? A great question, this. I have to say, I think they gave ten. I disagree. Answers. I get a shit. <laughs> okay. Right, I'm going to say four names, two of which who I just know have scored for Hearts. Are you going to just gamble and just give me I'm all at once? I have no thought process right, okay. at all with it. I mean, we could have dragged it out of the episode and made more fun for the no. listeners, despite a torrid week. But you do you. Don't care. Fuck he's all. So. <laughs> I'm going with Gary Mackay, Stephen. I'm going. I'm going with George Grant. Tick. I'm going. No fucking for word. Nottingham Forest. Yes, and Hearts. Yeah. George Grant played for Nottingham Forest. Yeah. Good. Didn't even know that. Like it. Right. He's he's one of them. Uh-huh. Uh I'm going to go with. Oh no! Wait, wait. So since our promotion, does that include the team that we got promoted with? No. Since we've been up. In so the since we've been up. Yeah. Right. Gary Mackay, Stephen. No, George Grant. Yeah. Yes, George Grant. Yes. Who was? Who did I just? Who was the first name I said? <laughs> I you I said like Toby Sipic or something. I can't remember. And now it's Cochran. George Grant, Gary Mackay, Stephen. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of any fucking po- fuck it. Craig Gordon and Ross Stewart. I, I can't be asked. <laughs> I don't get anybody. <laughs> Oh, right. So George Grant's one. It's my four names. Also, who played for Hearts and Nottingham Forest. Barry Mackay is another. Robert Snodgrass, Hearts and Aston Villa. And the final one, a, an unsung hero of the Perth to Paisley podcast, given our extended family Richard Cobb's obsession with them, is Benjamin Woodburn. Who did Barry Mackay play for that won it? Nottingham Forest. I didn't know Mackay was at Nottingham Forest either. I didn't know Villa had won a European Cup. <laughs> so, this has been a disaster. If you've done much better than Mackay with that question, let us know in the comments. This, this is the thing, and I think I've said it previously in other shows. Growing up, I didn't care about anybody except Hearts. So, like, you know how a lot of people go from when we were we, be like, oh these big games in the Champions League and all that. I just didn't watch it because I was just like, I don't care, they're not hearts. So, like, I have fleeting memories of, like... So, Istanbul, some... you wouldn't remember? No, I don't remember. I didn't watch that. It's the best game I've like, ever seen. I don't care about Liverpool <laughs> versus AC Milan. I'm eight. I'm playing Silent Hill 3. Yeah, maybe, and, maybe like... I was just a loser. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, because me playing a PS2 <laughs> is so much cooler I'm than glad you, you said it. football. Yeah. <laughs> Like no, because so I was just like, so I'm I'm rubbish with stuff about like what clubs have won what and no, stuff like sorry, that mate. and who's played sorry. for that. 
Well, you should be. If, yeah, I'm holding you responsible. If any of our listeners did get those four, um, Richard Cobb will surely have guessed Ben Woodburn. If he doesn't get Woodburn, <laughs> what is going yeah, on? That's an embarrassment. Second, he doesn't listen. No, he doesn't. He doesn't care. He's just, he just <laughs> abuses the platform and just does not tune yeah. in otherwise. Um, he had a great Edinburgh French show. Yeah, that's, point, that's yeah. great. You're welcome for all the traffic, you prick. Um, second <laughs> question. Hearts host Motherwell at Tynecastle on Sunday. Haven't even previewed any of the games, but Fuck we've it, dragged out for long enough. Uh, but how many away matches has well gaffer Stuart Kettlewell lost in charge of the Steelmen? Uh, they get options for that. It's just I've got to that five. One. Away Fair to St Mirren in the League Cup the weekend before last. That's Has his... he played the old form? Yes, they drew one each at Parkhead. Wow. Not sure if he's gone to Ibrox right enough. Fair play, like, the fact that he's played yeah, one of them still hasn't lost. Good question. Um, right, third question. The Jambos have now lost their last two league meetings with Dundee. The D won at Tynecastle back in February 2022 but who netted their winner on that occasion? Was it A, Charlie Adam, B, Zach Rudden, C, Jason Cummings, or D, Danny Mullen? I want to say Zach Rudden. <gasps> I thought I'd rope you in with guessing Jason Cummings, but I've roped you in with Zach Rudden because the correct Man. answer is D, Danny Mullen. Yeah, I knew it wasn't Charlie Adam or Cummings, oh. so it was a 50-50 I thought, I thought that you'd guessed the time before where Cummings netted that equaliser, and I think we drew one each. The John Suter fired us ahead with a brilliant goal from the edge of the box. Oh, and then yeah, Cummings, Cummings scored the equaliser that day. Yeah. Right, next question. True or false? Pauk is the only Greek team to have more wins than losses in their European record. So we've got some false. big hitters. We've got Olympiakos, Panathinaikos, AK Athens. You're going false. I'm going false. The answer is actually true. They have Bloody won hell. 81, drawn 63, and lost 76 as of August the 3rd, 2023. Thank you, Wikipedia. Yeah, I've stitched you up with this quiz, mate. I'm sorry. I feel no, guilty. It's a disaster. It's but you can redeem yourself with the Who Am I? This is your specialty. <laughs> yeah. This is your 40. Yeah. Can I make it to 20? Can I exactly. get this is what we're aiming for here. Right. Okay. Despite being a summer signing, I didn't make my debut until a match in December against Dundee. I played once under the new Hearts manager before being allowed to leave in the following transfer window. I wasn't capped at full international level, but was at under 15, 17, 19, 20 and 21 level. I scored just once for the Jambos in a memorable victory for the Men in Maroon, and went on to play in Greece, Croatia, Poland, Romania, and Ireland. Who am I? Jesus, a decade. Uh, right, between what seasons did this man play for Hearts? Okay, I'm just getting up there. Wiki. Uh, 2016-17 and 2017-18. What were the countries he's played in, sorry? Uh, I went on to play in Greece, Croatia, Poland, Romania and Ireland. Ireland is completely <laughs> throwing me there. Because, like, the rest of them are kind of like, alright, okay, you can have a Just weird obscure. stint in Scotland and then, like, yeah. piss about and all that. But, like, what? <laughs> Why have you went to Ireland? <laughs> 
<laughs> the silence is deafening. I feel like I should ask nationality because I feel like clubs are not going to help me here because I don't know most of the clubs that are, you've said. And I don't... Can I ask what nationality this person is? You can. They are Polish. Right. Hold on. Who was all Polish at that time? There was Augustine... Oh, did Augustine play then? I feel like we've done Augustine. Anyway, so it can't be Augustine. Christian Novak. He was there. He scored against Rangers under Cathro. But I don't know if that was his only goal. I also don't know if he played in Ireland. <laughs> because if he did... That is the joy what, of this who am what I, he did, Christian, why, why, uh, why are you in Ireland, mate? Right. Very sorry. Can you read all the clues again, please? Not at all. Yes, I can. Uh, despite being a summer signing, I didn't make my debut until a match in December against Dundee. I played once under the new Hearts manager before being allowed to leave in the following transfer window. I wasn't capped at full international level, but was at under 15, 17, 19, 20 and 21 level. You know this is for Poland. I scored just once for the Jambos in a memorable victory for the men in Maroon and went on to play in Greece, Croatia, Poland, Romania and Ireland. Who am I? Right, the first clues did nothing for me because if it is Novak or Augustine, I can't remember when they made their debut. I assume they were both signed in the summer, but I I can't remember if they quickly made their debut. The memorable... I don't remember Augustine ever scoring, but (laughs) Novak did score against Rangers in that game where Walker got two under Cathro. And it was like, this is it! The Cathro is off to... We're off and flying. And it was not off and flying. Um, He... <clears throat> I don't know, sorry, Novak or, or Augustine. I didn't keep track of your international career and I don't know <laughs> if you ever played with Lewandowski and Blasikowski and all that. And Pizcheck. And Matty Cash. Yeah, Matty Cash. <laughs> Matty Cash has taken Pizcheck's place. Shocking. On fire at the weekend, was it Matty? He was, in fairness. I had a terrible week in FBL, I know. Oh, my was bang average at best, <laughs> as oh, they all are. It was poor. Um, and then... I don't know if Novak played in Ireland. The Ireland thing is confusing me. Surely, right, here's my logic. I've narrowed it down to Augustine and Novak, unless I'm forgetting somebody big. And it's like, obviously it's him. My logic is, I think one, we've used Augustine already, but two, I feel like you would mention the fact that he now has a new interesting profession, and it's the fact that he's an MMA fighter now. Okay. And I think Augustine would be too obvious... And you're making me think, oh, Polish, it's Augustine. So I'm going with Novak. Well, Danny McIver. Have I got my first zero out of five, or have I got 20? I knew, in the who am I? as soon as you would ask about the nationality, I thought that I'd be in trouble. And thankfully for you, that is the case, as Christian Novak is the yeah! answer. <laughs> I've not got zero! Yes! <laughs> Yes, it was Christian Novak. Uh, Blasio Augustin, I think you've done, so I'm not going to... I think I have done, yeah. I'm not going to hijack your spotlight. There was a part of me that was going to 
go through each and every one today, but I've just simply not had the time. I will eventually. I literally, that's so weird. I was thinking about making a document of doing that exact same thing yeah, this we'll, weekend. We'll, we'll get we'll get one made up. Um, yeah. But yes, Christian Novak, who is currently playing his football for Bohemians, they are number four. He's currently yeah. in Ireland. Yeah. Wow. I think he signed. Is it January? February 2023. There you go. Bloody hell! Fair point. He, so he was yes. a handsome man. Was a handsome man. Yes. He left left us man. to go to Panionios in Greek. So wow. in Greece rather. So yes. Was the goal that he scored in that Rangers, Rangers game? That was his only goal for Hearts. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that would give it away as soon as he, uh, in the polls. I was like, oh no. When you were talking about Augustine, I was thinking, yes! Somehow <laughs> roped him into that. thinking of Lassie Augustine, but Stick no. That. I thought I was I couldn't. Bother. I just, I was like, I mean, am I wrong with the other Polish players who were at us? Then? I don't know. I wasn't wanting you to ask for nationality, so as soon as you did, I was like, oh, you bastard. <laughs> it was when you gave all those countries, I was like, right, I'm not going to know who went to any of them. No, no, I suppose not. Yeah, I I need I need to try and think what you're thinking to ask. Yeah, exactly. But it's hard. It's, it is hard. We've both started off well with who am I this season? Like, yeah, we have. We're on fire. Only one. I've only got one wrong. You've got none wrong so far. Well, that'll come to an end next week, no yeah, doubt. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Well, we'll see. Well, we hope you have enjoyed this episode. We certainly have. Just talking about how great it is to be a Hearts fan. It's nice now. therapy, though, isn't it? Let's be honest, yes, exactly. it gets a lot off your chest. I feel a lot better now. I can, I can go to sleep a happier man now. Well, if you have enjoyed listening to this therapy session, please let us know <laughs> on all the socials. Petty Paisley, if you have enjoyed it, please leave a review on your podcast platform of choice. It massively helps out. YouTube, please leave a like, comment and subscribe as well. Paisley at gmail.com if you want to fire us over an email. Adam, where can they get you on all the socials? Yeah, if anybody wants to fire over, you know, links for Spanish dictionaries and more vocabulary for Kenneth Vargas um, I'm all for it uh, and you can get me on all the socials at Adam T. Kendall what about yourself mate? Uh, just, I'm just going to be posting pictures of Christian Novak's <laughs> lovely face <laughs> at dmcgyver22 we'll be back next week to discuss the fallout of Greece the Motherwell game the transfer window closing actually as well that's another big aspect of Still it Still won't anybody else oh well we'll do nothing <laughs> else but it's fine but in case we do or if anybody leaves we'll bring you all of that as well next time so until then we'll see you next time bye bye Greece is the word MONETITES